This is episode 688 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. On today's podcast, three articles in reusing oil, fruit peels, and coffee grounds. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by the exclusive Prepper Website email group, which allows you to communicate with other preppers right from your email. You don't have to worry about your every link, click, or word being tracked by social media. This email group resides on the same servers as Prepper Website. Other benefits include members-only videos, periodic webinars, and bi-monthly online meetups. This is a great value for $20 a year. To join the community, visit PrepperWebsite.net or click the link in the show notes. Well, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Prepper Website Podcast. I'm glad that you are here and hanging out with me. Hey, listen, just a couple of things before we get started and jump into uh, three articles. I have three great articles for you. They're smaller or shorter, I guess I should say. And uh, so we'll bounce through them, but they all have the common theme in, in mind where you shouldn't get rid of these things. You shouldn't throw these things away. And we're going to talk about rancid oil, multiple uses for rancid oil, fruit peels, and also coffee grounds. So I, I think this is uh, one of those great episodes where it just provides a lot of information. Again, it's it's not me. It's just I'm reading the articles, right? So just a lot of great information that you can use and um, that's very practical. But uh, I just wanted to share, I really enjoyed doing the bonus episodes recently. Uh, I've been sharing those out and they've been doing very well. I've, I've had a really great response. However, I find myself not having a lot of extra time. It's like I have almost every evening is tied up with something. And so I'm going to be probably slowing down on those bonus episodes here um, just because uh, I've got something else in the works that I feel that I'm supposed to be doing. And I'll share that with you here pretty soon, but I'm just working on it and I, I feel like I can't get any traction because I've got something going on all the time. And so, um, you know, I, I like I said, I'll be sharing that information out with you soon, but just in case you don't see a bonus episode, you'll see one this next week. So you'll see one on Wednesday being released, but then you might not see them as often. So as you as you get them, if they if they do come out, it will truly be a bonus episode. But I uh, just wanted to kind of share that out with you. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our articles of the podcast. Um, I have got two from Bernie Carr over at theapartmentprepper.com, and then I have one from Jennifer over at Prep School Daily. This first one is from Jennifer Radar over at Prep School Daily. And uh, I really like her, her the way that she uh, writes. Um, she writes very practical information. And uh, she writes in her about page. It's like, it's not about the fluff. It's not about trying to make money. It's just about sharing the information. I really do appreciate that. And so this article is entitled, Five Other Ways to Use Rancid Oil. And that's one thing that you hear about. You know, we're always talking about expiration dates in the preparedness community. And we, we talk about, hey, we get to this point where you can't, um, or where we see an expiration date, we got to throw it away. And the same kind of thing um, is, is with oil. I mean, we look at 
at uh, cans and canned goods and stuff like that. And we know that those go way beyond the best buy dates or the expiration dates. But rancid oil or oil that goes rancid, uh, really, you you know, there is that uh, situation where you probably don't want to cook with it. But there are other uses for it. So uh, this is a great article with some ideas. And I got to tell you, th- these are just five, but there's other uses for rancid oil as well. So let's go ahead and jump into this one. Again, five other ways to use rancid oil from Prep School Daily. It is going to happen sooner or later. Inevitably, a bottle of oil gets lost, and then when it reappears, it's rancid. Or like me, you decide to just say no to soybean or vegetable oil, but you have a boatload of it. So one of the things you can do is soap making. Soap making gurus will scoff, but rancid oil can be turned into soap. Careful attention will have to be paid to the process to ensure complete saponification. And soap making gurus also caution that using rancid oil and soap will damage the skin. I'm not entirely convinced, but I also haven't done my much research. I prefer to just to use store bars of soap and leave the soap making to those who enjoy it. However, even if the soap shouldn't be used on skin, we still need soap for washing clothes and dishes. The next thing is furniture polish. So combine rancid vegetable oil and cheap vinegar in a one-to-one ratio in a bottle with a pour spout. Shake the bottle every time you use it as you are using it. Use a soft cloth to apply. If desired, add some lemon essential oil or other citrus scented oil. Third up is maintaining garden tools. Several times over the years, I've read recommendations for using rancid oil to coat the metal of garden tools to protect them from rusting. What most advocate is mixing the oil into sand and then dipping the shovel, rake, hoe, etc. into the sanded oil to give it a light coating. Wood handles can be oiled to provide protection as well. What about dog and cat food? All right, so I'm not entirely convinced that rancid oil is safe for pets. I wasn't able to find any authoritative source saying that it's acceptable, but I couldn't find anything indicating otherwise either. I realize the thought of giving a pet food that is spoiled for us is mortifying to some people, and that is because to them, pets are people and their pets are like children to them. I just happen to believe otherwise. Pets are pets. They are not people and they are not children. I would rather give them rancid oil to flavor their food and provide necessary nutrients than nothing at all. All right, so I know there's going to be a lot of people who don't like that one. Um, there is a comment, though, that I'm going to read in the comment section as soon as I read this next one. And the last one is leather conditioner. Peanut and olive oil are the only oils that should be used on leather. All right, so that's five ways that you can use rancid oil. So let me jump to the comment section here. Someone said that considering the garbage that feral domestics eat from behind restaurants, mixing in a little rancid oil into your pet's food wouldn't even slow them down. And so that's something to consider there. And of course, they're not talking about, um, you know, raccoons and whatever they get into it. They're talking about dogs and cats that are usually domesticated, but they are out there on their own and uh, they're feral and they uh, just, you know, dig into the garbage that's behind restaurants. So that's something that's interesting there. And then uh, someone else said, I have no experience with this, but I have heard that you can burn the oil in a lamp with a wick. And I have heard that as well, too. I have not done that myself, but that would be one reason for using uh, or one way that you could use oil. 
one of the things that I have done recently, and it wasn't rancid oil, but there was, uh, I had a screw. I was working on my, on my pool and there's this big screw screw where I was taking off the, the lid to the filter. And this thing was so squeaky and loud. It was so annoying. It sounded like a duck every time I turned the ratchet. I'm sure everybody in the neighborhood was like, man, what is going on over there? And uh, I just, I didn't have any WD-40 and I was dirty. Didn't want to go through the, through the house uh, with me. And so I, I went ahead and asked the, uh, my wife just, hey, can you give me a little bit of oil in just uh, you know, a red cup, red solo cup? So she gave me just a little bit to, so I can wet my fingers. Uh, and actually I was using it for, for something actually, okay, so this is what, okay, now it's all coming back to me. <laughs> um, the filters that I received, although they were, there should have been the manufacturer filters were a little bit smaller. The hole that it fits in was a little bit smaller. And I was just really upset because I needed to change out my filters. And so, uh, I didn't want to press down really hard because the, the bottom floor is like plastic and it would have, it would have busted. So I decided to put a little bit of vegetable oil along the inside of the plastic of the, uh, of the cartridge. Uh, and these are big, like Canon, uh, cartridges that go inside of, uh, of, of the pull filter. So I get it in there and I'm, I started just kind of just like turning it and uh, the cartridge and it falls right in. And so that's why I had, I had initially asked for the oil. But then when I was putting this screw back on, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put oil on this. And I, like I said, I didn't have WD-40 with me. It was in the garage. I was all dirty. I didn't want to trace through the house. And so uh, I decided to put a little bit of vegetable oil on this screw and it. It just it worked beautifully. You know, the sound went away and all that kind of stuff. So even if you are using, you know, vegetable oil first for stuff like that, that would work. So I also remember one time up in the country, up in my dad's place, this is the first place that we had. And I was a, I was really, really young. Uh, he had an issue with getting the bush hog off of the uh, off the tractor and so we didn't have at that point uh, i think he used all the wd-40 that he had had uh, up in the country and so we were looking for or he was looking for things i was running around playing he was looking for anything that would be able to grease this and, and try to get it off because he was he was going to put another attachment on and uh i just remember him using a little bit of uh, virgin olive oil and uh, we had a friend up there with us. He's like, man, virgin olive oil, if that doesn't do it, <laughs> nothing is going to do it. And uh, sure enough, uh, they got it off. But uh, it was one of those things where, you know, you just kind of uh, improvise um, because going to going into town was, you know, like an hour trip on well, maybe not an hour, like 30 minutes. It felt like an hour when you're a kid. But, uh, you know, we used it back then. So there's a lot of different uses uses for it. And so you don't want to get rid of it. Um, a lot of people who have basements in, I know that we've talked about this before in the past, even in the exclusive email group, is if there is something that is expired and you're kind of worried about it, concerned about it, you don't throw it away, but you might put it in the basement and use it for, I don't know, bartering later on or who, who knows what, you know, whatever might might come around. But that's one of those things, too. You kind of put it out of the way. Maybe you put it in the garage. Maybe you do use it for burning uh, an oil lamp or any of the other things here that they were talking about. Uh, even maintaining your garden tools. I think that's one of the things uh, in, in suburban America. I think people so often lose their garden tools just because they don't put a little bit of WD-40 or a little bit of oil on there. 
So uh, good information here. There are so many more uses for rancid oil, and uh, we could just do uh, you know multiple podcasts on that. This is just a few here to get you thinking. All right, so the next one, like I said, is coming to us from Bernie Carr over at apartment theapartmentprepper.com. And uh, this one is 12 uses for fruit peels. And uh, this is very interesting as well. So let's get started on this one. With the price of food so high these days, one of my goals is to avoid food waste and have been finding interesting ways to grow vegetables from trash. So there's a couple of links here uh, that you can always click on. Spring is right around the corner and with it comes a huge variety of fruit. I always feel bad about throwing away the peel, so I started using them. Consider these uses and you may start saving them as well. Number one, potpourri. Dry or dehydrate orange, lemon, tangerine, or grapefruit peels. You can add them to prepared potpourri or make your own. To dry them without a food dehydrator, follow these steps. Again, some more uh, links that you can follow. Number two, what about temporary seed starters? This works for peels that are bowl-shaped and sturdy, such as avocado. Slice the fruit in half, and after scooping out the inside fruit, fill with garden soil and plant your seeds. Number three, shoe shiner. Banana peels are great for this. Just use the inside of the banana peel to shine your leather shoes. All right, that's an interesting one, right? What about marmalade? Citrus peels are great for making marmalade. Note, if you're going to use the peels for food, try to use organic fruit if you can. Either way, always clean the peels thoroughly before using. Number five, air freshener. There are a couple of ways to do this. Cut up the lemon or orange peel into one inch pieces and run them through the garbage disposal. I've done this for years and it does freshen up the garbage disposal and sink. Or take whatever citrus peels you have and boil for a few minutes. The smell will freshen up your kitchen. Hey everyone, I wanted to break into this episode to tell you about a new outdoor website called Rerouted. Rerouted is creating a trusted marketplace to facilitate the buying and selling of used outdoor gear. For outdoor enthusiasts, buying new gear can be expensive, and Rerouted wants to provide a sustainable alternative. We've all purchased that cheap piece of gear only to find out when we really needed it, it falls apart. What happens if we really need it in a true emergency? So great equipment is made to last, even if it's used. It will last longer than cheap gear you can buy trying to save a buck. But Rerouted also allows you to sell your used gear. You might have some gear that you are no longer using because you have grown out of it or you've upgraded to something better. This is a great way to earn a little bit of extra money while giving someone a great opportunity to buy some quality gear. So the website is rerouted.co. Again, that's rerouted.co. Visit it. I'll post a link in the episode notes to make it easy on you. Rerouted gear, sustainable future, new adventures. Now back to the podcast. What about a hand softener? My dad actually taught me this trick. After peeling a pineapple, rub the fruit side all over your hands and leave on for a few minutes before washing. Your hands will feel really soft. Pineapple has an enzyme called bromelain that has an anti-inflammatory and cleansing property. I didn't know that one. That's interesting. Uh, What about a sink scrubber? After squeezing the juice out, I've used lemon and orange peel slices as sink or counter scrubbers. The leftover juice is great for cleaning, and the pulpy part is great for removing grime. Number eight, insect repellent. 
Release the orange oil, but rubbing the outer part of the orange skin on your skin. These oils repel mosquitoes and other flying insects. Test on small areas first to avoid irritation. Orange peels will also repeal ants. Just leave in areas infested by ants. So that's interesting as well. Just easy ways to, to get the ants moving to, to somebody else's yard, I guess. Number nine, a cat repellent. To keep cats from digging up your garden, leave orange peels around. They don't like the scent. Now, we have a couple of cats in the neighborhood. And the problem with cats is they start using your beds, right? And, and the smell is there. And I don't mind having the cats in the neighborhood. They take care of uh, all the other little animals and rodents and stuff like that. However, they do, they will, you know, take over your garden or your garden beds and uh, kind of stink them up. So, if you like the cats around, but you don't want them in your specific bed, that's a good idea to kind of throw some orange peels behind the bushes where people wouldn't see them. Uh, number 10 is a compost. Fruit peels are great for compost. If you don't have space to have a compost pile, you can also cut up the peels and bury them around your garden. The peels will decompose and supplement your soil. Number 11 is addition to natural cleaners. Add lemon or orange peels to a jar and fill with vinegar. Leave it alone for a week or two. Strain and use as grease cutter as a grease cutter or all-purpose cleaner. Here's a good recipe for a homemade cleaner. So again, more links there. And then number 12 is this, tea flavoring. Even after squeezing the juice out, you can use orange, lemon, or grapefruit and as a flavoring for teas. All right, good stuff there. Um, a lot of information. And again, it's one of those things where you can use this information and use peels, even if you just use like lemon and orange for a cleaner. You know, you can easily, and you might not be a big citrus eater, but when you do, you can throw it into a jar, you know, like a big mason jar, put some vinegar in there, and then use that as a cleaner. Um, how how powerful would that be to just be able to to use that that way? And I guess if you ever needed to uh, shine some shoes and and you didn't have something to do it very quickly, use a banana a banana peel, uh, the inside. Man, I've never I never heard of that one. That one's interesting. All right, so moving on to Bernie's other article. Uh, again, this is a short article, but it's five uses for old coffee grounds that really work. And this is one of those that uh, I, I'm very interested in because I love to drink coffee. And it's one of those things that uh, I have a lot of coffee grounds. So uh, here you go. As you know, I love a good cup of coffee in the morning and brew my own on a daily basis. I've learned how to brew coffee without electricity. I've even set aside coffee for emergencies to make sure I can get my daily dose. But what do you do with the used coffee grounds? Here are five uses for used coffee grounds that really work. Number one, make more coffee the next day. This sounds weird and might offend coffee aficionados. I thought the same thing until I tried it. Here's how I do it. On day one, leave the used coffee grounds in the basket. Refrigerate for maximum freshness. The next day, use half as much fresh coffee grounds as you normally use and add it to the previous day's coffee grounds. Brew with the same amount of water. The coffee comes out decent tasting and you are using less. Do the same thing the next day until you filter or until, until your filter basket is full. Use those coffee grounds for something else and start over. Number two, freshen your refrigerator or freezer. 
I found out used coffee grounds are even more effective at removing refrigerator and freezer odors than baking soda. The ice cubes from my apartment freezer were tasting and smelling stale even though I had a box of baking soda in there. I placed a bowl of used coffee grounds in the freezer the next day. The odors were gone and the ice cubes did not retain any of the staleness. It was amazing. All right, that's one that I have not heard before. Uh, of course, I've got baking soda in there, and that the, you know when you have the smells or whatever, or you just keep one in there to deal so you don't have the smells. But this is one that I've never heard of before. So maybe having a way to not just putting it in a bowl like loose there, but having it uh, in a small mason jar where you can cover it up with some cheesecloth and you know put the ring back on. Um, in a way, I guess it's kind of like those baking soda boxes that you just kind of you peel off the side and it has uh, you can see the baking soda or exposes the baking soda. I think it would work that same way. So uh, that's very interesting as well. That's something to uh, to uh, remember and something to try. Number three, use a scouring powder for pots and pans. Instead of Ajax or Bonamy, use your old coffee grounds to scrub your pots and pans. Rinse well. As you know, you are supposed to use harsh you are not supposed to use harsh detergents on your cast iron pots. Wet the pot, add a teaspoon of coffee grounds, and use a soft sponge to scrub it. Throw the scrubbed grounds in the trash after you are done. So again, that's interesting as well, especially with the uh, you know using it with cast iron pots and stuff like that. So um, the only thing that I would say there is you want to be careful about sending things down your drain or coffee grounds down your drain. Uh, one of the things that we've had issues with is having to just get, you know, a plumber out to uh, kind of do a roto-rooter thing on the uh, on on the uh, the lines, you know, coming out of the kitchen. And uh, so we've been very careful. We have one of those metal, actually two of the metal strainers that uh, are in both sides of the sink to be able to catch anything. It's, you know, you got to empty it out pretty often or whatever. And we also have a garbage disposal, but you just want to protect your pipes. So uh, I think it was just a, a good investment. Like I said, it's a, a little bit more of a pain, but I believe it uh, the holes there would be small enough to catch the, the coffee grounds. So you can use that. All right, so number four, remove odors from your hands. Scrub your hands with old coffee grounds before washing with soap and water. So that's a, another one there that uh, might be interesting. Keep animals, number five, keep animals off your lawn. So we talked about uh, the animal, the orange peels, right? What about coffee grounds? We had a small strip of grass in front of our unit that occasionally got pooped on. Irresponsible pet owners are mainly at fault for letting their pet run loose, but don't get me started on that. I started throwing used coffee grounds on the grass. I had read that cats do not like to get the grounds on their paws. I think dogs don't like it as well. This actually worked on keeping animals out of the grass. Once it rains, you will need to reapply. All right, so that's very interesting as well. Maybe you do a mixture of orange and coffee grounds. Uh, and if you're a big coffee drinker, you're going to have plenty of those to go around. So there are other uses for used coffee grounds, such as adding it to compost, fertilizing plants, repairing furniture scratches, using as a dye for Easter eggs and paper, etc. But I have not tried these uses personally. Please share in the comments below your favorite uses for coffee grounds. And someone said that they use it for their vermicomposting um, and that they don't use it themselves. They just go pick it up at the, the local uh, coffee shop and uh, you know kind of get it there. 
So a lot of great uses. Uh, I, I have not tried the the more. Actually, I've, I've done it before when we were like, we didn't have any coffee. But that was like years and years and years ago. That was like pre-preparedness uh, where you use the old coffee grounds and you mix it with a little bit of new coffee grounds to, to have your cup of coffee. And so uh, I do remember doing that when, when uh, you know, it was pre, pre-prepper website and pre-preparedness. Um, I have not tried that recently, but that is something to to consider, especially if you find yourself in uh, an economic situation where things are getting tight, or if you get into a situation where you are where 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 you can't go to the grocery store and get the coffee that you want, and you run out of coffee, you know, and then you have that caffeine that that need for caffeine, and you you have the you know that withdrawal from caffeine. So I'm wondering in that situation, if you were to continue to use coffee grounds, you still get that little bit of caffeine. You kind of like wean yourself off. And of course, this is like, you know, when the poop hits the fan type stuff and, you know, zombies and all that kind of junk. But would that work? You know, would that work by using the same coffee grounds over and over and over again? You're still getting a little bit. You're getting that that coffee fix, but you're also getting less and less caffeine but weaning yourself off of that. So I don't know. One of those things, if anybody has ever tried that, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. I have uh, trying to you know get caffeine free. I've done it before in the past. I'm not caffeine free right now. But uh, I have started to, when I was trying to wean myself off, I would mix the coffee with decaffeinated coffee. So I would do like half coffee, half decaffeinated coffee, and then I would eventually add more decaffeinated coffee and less regular coffee until I got to the point where I was using all decaffeinated coffee. Now, even decaffeinated coffee still has a little bit of caffeine in there, but it's a lot less. And so um, I did try that. I have done that before, and that did work where you're weaning yourself off. Because if you try to go cold turkey and you're used to drinking a lot of coffee and you go cold turkey, you're going to feel it. (laughs) You're going to feel it. And uh, a lot of people know know that uh, when they've tried that. But if you have used coffee grounds in in other ways, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Guys, you can always come over to the prepperwebsitepodcast.com, episode 688. Make it really easy for you to uh, link there in the, the description of the podcast, and you can share your favorite things that you have used. And uh, I'd love to be able to share that information in another podcast. Um, all three of these articles have links, extra links that you can uh, link to and you can go to. And like always, I'm going to link to these in the description in the show notes so you can go and check them out. Um, again, very great uh, websites here, prepschooldaily.blogspot.com. Jennifer does a great job. And of course, um, Bernie does a great job as well. So three uh, short articles that provide a, a big impact. I hope it's been uh, useful for you and uh, interesting for you this time around. Well, everyone, that's it for episode 688. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And don't forget, If you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to PrepperWebsite.com, where we link to 8 to 12 articles every day of the very best self-reliant articles out there. We also have pages dedicated to alternative news, firearms, DIY, Bible prophecy, frugal living, and homesteading. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 hand-picked preparedness articles that you should read. And some of those aren't even on the internet any longer. 
And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government, grid, or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.